everybody. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. It's the end of the week. It's Friday. We made it, y'all. So now, to get you ready for your day, we're going to get you all, we're going to talk about all the different games that are about to happen this week, and then set you up with the preview of the Steelers-Eagles game in the second segment. But first of all, Dale, how are you doing on this Friday, my man? I'm doing okay, Chris. I think, I think the Steelers are going to play this week. <laughs> I think it's so. Nice to, to think that that's going to happen, at least, because considering this time last week, our heads were on fire. Oh, man. It's crazy how the week, and now the Bills Titans game might not even happen. Gosh, I'm just I'm sick of I'm sick of all of this stuff. Uh, but hey, we got football this weekend. Um, let's get into some picks now. Last week you won our only pick that was different, so you tied us up on the season. We're back to tied up in our picks overall. So week five, it's about to get live, and I got we're gonna start with our first pick here. We got a lot of divisional matchups this week. Starting in the NFC South, it's the Panthers at the Falcons. Panthers 2-2, two and two, Falcons 0-4. Oh Dale, Teddy Bridgewater lit it up last night and uh, – or not last night, last night, last week for the, for the Panthers. And now he's facing this, the secondary that is – that has been torched the most by quarterbacks this season in the Falcons. That's also hurt up. Do you think that's what carries the, the Panthers to victory, or do you think the Falcons finally get the W in the column? No, you know, I've gone back and forth on this one all week long, and, and I think I'm going to go with the home team here. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, teams that shouldn't be 3-2 and two don't get to 3-2. and two. Uh, Teams that shouldn't be 0-4. I don't think the Falcons are a bad team. Uh, they've just been completely wrecked. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've been a little unlucky uh, at times as well. Uh, but the, I think this game is going to be a shootout. Um, but I think the Falcons win the shootout. I'll take them at home. I'm going with the Panthers in this one. I, I think it's going to be a shootout, but just the, the injuries that the Falcons have, they seem to have some sort of curse on them. Maybe they stole uh, some Joe Boo's rum. Uh, I just, whatever's on them, man, I'm not, I'm staying away from it until they prove otherwise. Um, so that's our first split. I'm picking the Panthers. You're picking the Falcons. On to the AFC North. Bengals at Ravens. Bengals coming off their first win of the season. Uh, they're on a non-losing streak, if you call it that, because they tied two weeks ago, one last week. But now they're at home. They're, they're facing the Ravens in Baltimore. I think the Ravens, this could be one of your survivor picks. Lock them up for the weeks. Yeah, the Ravens are going to win this football game. Um, should win it going away. Um, very much like they did last week, where they just kind of controlled the game. Uh, Vegas has set the line at 13 and a half. Uh, but we'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, that's uh, interesting to, to note here that uh, he's missed two days in a row of practice this week with a knee injury. Uh, if you take away a 50-yard run that he had uh, this season, he's averaging 4.8 yards a carry uh, this year. That's down from about seven yards a carry last year. So this is something that bears watching for the remainder of the season. No, I agree. I think it's something to keep a watch on. They, they said they've been working RG3 in at practice all week. Um, if he's in, this, this is a different kind of football game. But still, I'm going to I'm 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 just be, be cool with the Ravens here. I think that that works out just fine. Um, moving right along, we're going to another divisional matchup, AFC South. It's the Jaguars, 1-3 at the Texans, 0-4. Texans, of course, just jettisoned Bill O'Brien at head coach. Dale, do you think that this is the week they rebound? Because I do. I'm picking the Texans to win this game at home. I think this is the week that they rebound. And there's some sort of spark. We've seen this with interim coaches before. But do you think the Jaguars, maybe because they're coming in and they don't have that kind of drama, do they find a way to eke out a road win? 
No, I'm going to go with the uh, the Texans in this game. Uh, I think Jacksonville's defense is pretty darn bad. Um, and, you know, the Texans are due for a win. Sometimes uh, getting a new coach in there. And I have a lot of respect for Romeo Cornell, uh, as I think the players there do as well. Um, I think they find a way to get it done. I think that's a, that's a very good point, too. I and mean, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the more reputable coaches uh, that's, that's been, been around for a long time in the NFL. Uh, moving on to, again, another divisional matchup, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Chiefs. The Raiders, they're 2-2, two and two, but I don't think there's a chance. Unless, uh, unless sometime between now and Sunday, Patrick Mahomes tests positive for COVID, which is possible, uh, the, the Chiefs are winning this football game. Yeah, they, they that was the scare earlier this week because Stephon Gilmore tested positive and there were, you know, it was clear that he got up, him and Patrick Mahomes were very close talking to each other after their game on Monday night. So, Chiefs, I mean, everybody was holding their breath. I was talking to Ryan Tracy of the Locked On Chiefs podcast and he was like, dude, like, we're freaking out. Like, he's like, no one believes it. But, hey, he's tested negative all week. No Chiefs have tested positive. So, if that holds... I don't see even, – even if a backup quarterback goes in there for this game, I think the Chiefs got the ammo to take on the Raiders. Uh, that's, that's an easy win right here. Now, here's, here's a weird one. The 2-2 two and two Cardinals on the road at the 0-4 Jets. I'm picking the Cardinals, but I just don't know what to make of them as the team. All I know in this game is that the Jets stink and Adam Gase stinks. Yeah, Adam Gase, I think, is the worst coach in the NFL, and I don't think it's close. Yep. Uh, how he got the job with the Jets – uh, is beyond me. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that, uh, you know, the Cardinals win this football game. Too many problems with that Jets team. And, oh, by the way, Joe Flacco starting for the Jets. Yeah, I forgot that Joe Flacco started for the – oh, great. Hey, the elite Joe Flacco. We'll see what he does there. Not. Uh, Kyler Murray's walking away with that one. Um, as usual, we're skipping the uh, – um, we're, we're skipping the Steelers game for last – um, we got the Rams at the Washington football team, three and one at one and three. Uh, even if Chase Young plays, I see the Rams dominating this game. Yeah, the the, uh, the 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 Washington football team making a change at quarterback as well. Uh, going to uh, Kyle Allen, uh, he of the uh, third or sixteen interceptions and fourteen or th- thirteen or fourteen fumbles in thirteen starts last year. Uh, what are you doing, Ron Rivera? You know better than that. I mean, they call him Riverboat Ron. Uh, but this is a pretty big gamble, and I don't think it's going to pay off. I'll take the Rams. Yeah, same here. I just I, I, I don't get that move either. Another weird matchup, Miami Dolphins at the Niners. Dolphins 1-3, and three, Niners 2-2, two and two, and at home, questions on who's available for the Niners. Of course, they're really beaten up. Looks like Byron Jones is back for the Dolphins. I'm going with the road team here. I normally would not do this in, in a dream of my life, but I, I just I feel like the Niners are too beat up. And I think the Dolphins could end up sneaking them here. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm taking the Niners. <laughs> uh, I think they, uh, they should they have a chance to get Jimmy Garoppolo back this week. They will run the ball all over the, the uh, Miami Dolphins. I'll, say, I'll go with the, uh, with the, the, the uh, 49ers. Gotcha. Now, we got an interesting matchup. Three and one teams here, and we're into these four o'clock games. Colts at the Browns. Colts three and one. Browns three and one. Uh, I have a feeling you're going with the Colts because that's where I'm going. But uh, this will be an interesting matchup here. The Colts have the number one defense in the NFL right now. The Browns just put up a lot of points on the Cowboys, whose defense is atrocious. But I just think that the defense is going to be too much for Baker Mayfield to handle. Yeah, I think this will be a relatively low-scoring game after the Browns played a really high-scoring game 
last week, uh, but I think the Colts win this one. I'll go with the better, much better defense. Uh, that Browns defense is still very soft over the middle, so Phillip Rivers should uh, be able to find those tight ends whenever he wants them. Mo Alley Cox, baby. <laughs> I'm right with you there. All right, time for the worst division in football. The NFC East, the Giants, 0-4 at the Cowboys, 1-3. I'm picking the Cowboys because I'm not touching Daniel Jones or the Giants. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well, but uh, this is the time to buy on Daniel Jones uh, if you're looking at him in terms of fantasy purposes. This first four weeks of the season for them uh, was was one that, uh, I mean, if you look at it, uh, Steelers, 49ers, uh, Rams, and then uh, last week they played uh, – who else did they play in that in that ridiculous stretch? But they played four just uh, really tough defenses to start the season. Uh, Daniel Jones typically feasts on bad uh, defenses, and this Cowboys defense, to steal a word from uh, from some of their own guys, is baby poop soft. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, the Cowboys defense is that. So they'll be putting up points, but I just think the Cowboys will find enough answers in this game. So we're both there. On to Sunday night football. Um, we've got the uh, – oh, man, just craziness here. We've got the Vikings at the Seahawks. Vikings 1-3, and three, Seahawks 4-0. and oh. This is another survivor pick for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even looking at this game. I just know that Russell Wilson's going to outplay whatever the Vikings are able to put on the field. I think this is going to be a, a sneaky close game. Um, I think I'll, I'll go with uh, the, the Seahawks in this instance, but their pass defense is awful. It is, and that's one you know one thing that the that uh, you know if you look at this Vikings team, uh, they're they're taking deep shots. They're you know they're running the football with Cook, and then they'll take some deep shots. And you can hit some deep shots against this Vikings team. I just don't think that they're going to be able to keep up with Russell Wilson. I'll take the Seahawks. Same here. Now we have the adjusted and odd. Schedule for the rest of this week. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't, we don't even know how this is. Right now, the, uh, the Mon- Monday Night Football once again has two games. We got the Broncos at the Patriots at 5 p.m. on Monday night. Weird, but it's happening. But the Patriots are at home. The Broncos are beat up. You know, if, if the Broncos were perfectly healthy right now, I would pick the Broncos. But they're not. I think that the Patriots are able to hold serve at home. Yeah, they should be able to, and and uh, you know we'll see if they're able to get Cam Newton back if he gets through, uh, it, you know, through the uh, the COVID nineteen, uh, you know, list here. Uh, even if they don't, I think they still beat the Broncos at home. Yeah, same here. On to the second Monday Night Football game. We got the Chargers at the Saints. This I think could be a sneakily good game. I have I, I Justin Herbert officially announced the starter. Um, he did. He put up some numbers last week. I'm interested to see how he does against this Saints team, which has been battling injuries all season long. Um, and the Saints are two and two. I'm still picking the Saints here, but I, I think Justin Herbert's going to put up some points and make this close. Yeah, I mean he's he's been close, uh, in the, in the you know the Chargers are just good enough to keep it close against everybody, but not win those games. That's just the, that's just the, the way they are. Uh, if you if you watched that Saints game last week against Detroit, I mean they had a, a laundry list of of Pro Bowl players who didn't play in that game. Uh, they maybe they get a couple of those guys back this week. I think they still win this football game. Yeah, same here. I just I think that they're they're the better football team and they'll find a way to pull it together. Now, if this happens, we have no idea if it will. Right now, the Bills Titans game is rescheduled to Tuesday at 7 p.m. The Bills, 4-0 at the Titans, 3-0. I just think with all the things going on with the Titans, 
if they manage to take the field, the Bills are going to just clean their clocks. I just don't. I don't. I don't see. Yeah, that. I mean, other than you know some unscheduled, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, illegal practices, they haven't set foot on a practice field in two weeks. Uh, that's not going to bode well for them. They're going to get destroyed in this game. Yeah, I, assuming I think, it's played. Assuming, assuming that right. uh, they, you know they have some of their, even if they have some of their star players who are allowed to play. I think if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you know how we feel about that. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Go back to listen to yesterday's podcast where we went all in on the Titans and what should happen to them. Um, we shoot I, on the on the third segment. I went back to it, Dale. I was like, I was like, no, no, no. We need to make sure everyone knows what what we think about this. Okay, but there there are our picks. Um, going back through it, our only differences were Dolphins and I had the Dolphins. You had the Niners, and I had the Panthers. You had the Falcons. We got two different games this week, Dale. We got some we got some some interesting things here. All right, be stretching my lead to two two games next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said that the last time we did multiple games, I, I went off. You beat me once w. this year. One week you've won this year. I've won the other three. The other – no, no, we tied week one. You've won two. So you're up you, – you I'm won up two. two okay, I'm up two one. In a week. Like match see, play. here's the thing. You keep, this is like golf match play here. So I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up a week. This is not golf match play. This is picking every week, every game. And you we are at the beginning. right now, my friend. You Don't say you at the beginning. I'm up, I'm up two one. He's up 2-1, but we have the same record. That's, that, that's Dale Lolly, man. I love that guy. <laughs> All right, we got to cut. We got to take it to a break. When we come back, we'll specifically previewing your Pittsburgh Steelers against the Philadelphia Eagles. Steelers podcast. It's your host here, Chris Carter, with Dale Lolly. Dale, it's time to talk about this matchup. You and I have done a lot of talking about this this game, receivers, the the defensive line for the Steelers, and the, the offensive line for the Eagles. But now it's time to talk about you know which matchups we think will be the most crucial in this game or the most interesting to watch. Who do you got in that regard? Well, I think you have to to look at that Steelers defensive line against uh, Philadelphia's offensive line and and wonder how the Eagles are going to block these guys. Uh, Philadelphia gave up eight sacks in week one against the Redskins, who have a good pass rush, uh, you know, but it's not quite as good as what the Steelers are going to bring at them. Uh, If you watched last week, Carson Wentz was under, under pressure, even though they won that football game against the 49ers, and the 49ers were missing some of their best guys. Uh, Bosa didn't play. D. Ford didn't play. So uh, you know, I, I think that the you know the Steelers are really going going to get after uh, Carson Wentz in this football game, and he really doesn't have uh, anything close to to NFL caliber weapons right now. Um, they, they're just really banged up at the receiver position as well. Uh, the, the Eagles are going to struggle to run the football, and I, I just think that that's going to put a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz in this game. And if they try to roll him out against the Steelers, he better keep those feet moving because Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt can chase him down from behind, and he does not want that to happen. I agree. The Steelers have a lot of athleticism on, on their defensive front. Um, and even beyond 
uh, Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt, Devin Bush and Vince Williams, if they're patrolling around that middle part of the field, and Terrell Edmonds also in that regard as well, they're going to close fast on, on Carson Wentz. And you don't want to be hit by any of those guys. So uh, Carson Wentz is going to be on watch today, I, or, or not today, Sunday. I think it's going to be a serious challenge. I Again, I, I look to how the Steelers' def, defensive interior is going to control this game. Even if Kelsey is going to be able to play at center, I see a major opportunity for Hayward and Tewitt to dominate the middle of the line. And that way, Carson Wentz does have to evacuate the pocket because it's not just the edges. He's not going to be able to step up into it, and then he's going to have to get even more creative. And that's where I think disaster strikes on the Philadelphia Eagles. That won't be the only thing he's evacuating if he gets hit a few times too many. (laughs) Yeah, there's the puns there. Okay, (laughs) flipping on the other side of the ball, What's the biggest thing the Steelers can do in this game to control the, the you know control with the offense and to put points up on the board and, and and take control of this game? Because you and I have talked about Eric Ebron and the Eagles' you know, inability to cover the tight end so far this season, but do you think there's a chance that the running game could get active? That we know that the Eagles have a tough front, but if the running game gets active, does, does that balance happen, or should Ben Roethlisberger take to the air and maybe like we talked about use that no huddle offense to just keep them gassed? I think you can do that and keep, you know, catch them off, uh, you know, with certain guys on the field or if you like them in a certain package, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I also wouldn't mind seeing the Steelers go to their big package. Uh, some and keep uh, both tight ends a two tight end package on the field. Uh, because if you look at it, uh, Jalen Mills is probably going to have to bump back to the corner again this week. Uh, Rodney McLeod, their other starting safety uh, is dealing with a hamstring injury. So if you're looking at two of their, they're both their starting safeties uh, not being in their proper positions here. Uh, so, you know, I think you want to attack the middle of that field with the tight ends. Uh, and so, you know, if you're able to do that and back those guys off, the Eagles linebackers aren't very good. Right. And, you know, if you can get guys into that, into that second level, uh, they're going to have problems. You know, the, the, the way to get the Eagles, even if you're running the hurry up, uh, but running the ball out of that hurry up, you can gas these guys and keep those, uh, those big defensive linemen on the field. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Uh, Jackson, those guys are going to be tough on the interior to handle, but I think the Steelers can do that. Um, you know, they've got some lighter guys at the end positions. Uh, they like to do the, some of that. They still like to do a little bit of that wide nine. Right. Uh, but that leaves some gaps in that line as well. And if the linebackers aren't capable of getting there and filling, uh, I, I just think this is going to be a long day for the Eagles. So with that in mind, what's your final score? I got the Steelers winning this one uh, relatively easy, 26-17. Um, you know, I think they handle business in this game. Maybe takes them a little while to shake some of the rust off, but uh, I think they do so and they win this football game. I'm right with you. I, I have it, though, 31-13, a little bit bigger of a margin there. Um, I just think that the Steelers' offense is going to get some big plays in this game. Uh, I don't trust the Eagles' secondary. I do think there's some, some rust knocking off in the first half, but I think that Ben Roethlisberger starts to click. You see that no-huddle offense start to work, and you'll see some big plays from – uh, Eric Ebron, Deontay Johnson, and crew, I think they're going to bust loose in this secondary. So there you have it. Both Dale and I, I think it's going to be a, a multi-possession win for the Steelers. We'll see if that follows suit over the weekend. Dale, thanks as always for being on the show. We'll be checking in with you back uh, next week. Uh, but guys, don't go away. We got one more segment. It's showtime. I'm going to give you my game ball predictions and top fantasy advice for the week to get you ready. Fantasy advice from you? 
Yes, from the me. One in three, me. The one and three Carter, Carter yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, the Carter Cowboys in your league that have been decimated because five, four of my top five picks are all out right now. But in every yeah. other league, I am either three and one or yeah. so. injury. Injury, you know, you know what excuses are like? Uh, yeah, what, what, are they, what are they like, Dale? Please, tell, please enlighten this old guy. <laughs> excuses are like the old bunghole, buddy. Oh, come on. I thought you were going to say skins of live stuff for three. Come on. That was that was <laughs> children's podcast. What are you doing here, man? Oh, get out of here, Dale. Uh, anyways, we got to cut, cut to a break. When we come back, it's showtime right after this. Welcome to the Showtime segment, everybody. It's Friday, so we're going to get you ready for the weekend, talking about who's going to perform both in the Steelers game and give you some Final Fantasy football advice for the weekend. Now, again, I'm Chris Carter for the DK Steelers podcast. Normally, we have been, uh, we were doing picking game balls for the Steelers, but last week we had to switch to talking fantasy advice for Showtime because of the Steelers' quick switch bye week, but... Uh, we got a lot of positive responses from uh, Talking Fantasy, so we're going to do both here. We're going to talk about th- our top three game ball predictions for the Steelers against the Eagles this Sunday at 1 o'clock and then give you some fantasy advice of who to pick going into this week. Now, first off, let's talk about these three game ball players. i got to start with the guy who I think is going to truly show up and blow up in this game for the Steelers offensively, and that's Eric Ebron. In the last game the Steelers played, he caught a touchdown that was huge for the Steelers and it helped set up other touchdowns down the line. Ben Roethlisberger's working the ball to him. They had they had basically two weeks to kind of continue to improve their rhythm, and the Eagles are the third worst team in the NFL at stopping tight ends right now. As Dale brought up earlier in the week, they have given up what five touchdowns to the tight end position in a matter of three or four games. Um, that's a not good. And Eric Ebron's an athletic guy that's going to challenge the Eagles down the middle of the field. I can foresee Ben Roethlisberger using that to his advantage, creating some big plays there on his part. I think it's going to be huge. On his end. Now, moving moving right along here, I can see another guy truly stepping up. I think it's going to be Stephon Tuitt. He I think he's going to blow up the middle of that of that Eagles defensive line, and he's going to be just destroying the pocket. And Carson Wentz isn't going to have anywhere to go. I predict this to be a, a game with one and a half or more sacks for Stephon Tuitt. He's going to have multiple tackles for loss. This isn't going to be a good performance for Miles Sanders or Carson Wentz. I suggest you bench them in fantasy so we got eric ebron on offense we got stefan to on defense where do i go with my final game ball well this is it i'm going back to the offense i'm going right to ben roethlisberger because he's been efficient through the first three games for the steelers but he hasn't lit it up yet this is the time for that the eagles defense is hurting around all around the board they're moving safeties to cornerbacks they have darius slay who is a premier cornerback in this nfl but he is their biggest weapon. Now, they do have a tough defensive front. They've got Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, an assortment of guys up front, including Malik Jackson, that will that will give the Steelers fits. 
but I can see I can see with the return of Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron being in the mix, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Chase Claypool, Ben Roethlisberger, this is where he shows his maturity. This is where he shows, hey, I've had a whole offseason to look into how to be a better quarterback, how to be a better leader, how to better distribute the football. That's going to lead to him doing that in this game. I, I would look for him to get my third game ball here. And There's never really any order of the importance of the game balls, but we give out three a week. We'll check, check back in on Monday after the game to see who did get those game balls from um, after this, after the Steelers game, win or lose, we will hand out who we thought the three best were in the game. Now, um, moving forward with fantasy advice, some tips that I got for you coming into this week. Now, some of these you might have heard on the WPXI Insider, but we're going to give you some updates here for, for, furthering along. Um, with, the, with, with Sunday's games, definitely start everything you got in Ted, Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson and the Panthers. The, the Falcons' defense is atrocious. The Panthers' defense isn't that, isn't that good. I think the, the Falcons could put up some numbers with them. But normally, if uh, you know, I'm a guy that I try to look for where I can get cheap options if I didn't invest high into the quarterback position. Teddy Bridgewater is a good cheap option this week. He's, well, he's on a lot, of te- a lot of leagues waivers or he's a number two quarterback somewhere. Start him this week if you don't have Patrick Mahomes or you know uh, Russell Wilson, you know, or one of the one of the marquee fantasy quarterbacks in the league, Josh Allen among the well, Josh Allen might not be playing this week, so we got to see how that rolls. But um, but absolutely there now. Of course, if you're one of those teams that's missing that's missing a guy uh, right now because of the um, um, because because of the impending uh, d- delayed game uh, with the uh, with you know with the with the Bills and the Titans, and we don't know how. Um, how you know how that's gonna play out? You're probably hurting because now you're saying you're saying oh 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 that's a that's a problem because now you're saying that this is going to be a challenge because Derrick Henry's gone. Corey Corey Davis who was on fire he's on the COVID nineteen list. We're not even sure if the Titans are even gonna play. You know, and then if also if you're the Bills, you you might have Josh Allen, you might have Stephon Diggs. Lots of last minute. Last minute switches right here. So some of the guys I think you can look around the league and maybe find and maybe find some answers for this week. I would look I would look right to that Cowboys game. Get Ceedee Lamb up on your roster if you're not starting him this week. I think this would be another good week to do it. Um, he's he's looking pretty good. I would I would look at that Chargers game too. The Saints defense has not been as strong as I thought they would be, and um, you know I've I've been a, I've been a little skeptical about how they've been um, about how, how how they've been performing. The Chargers offense, Justin Herbert, just named the starter. Um, I think that that's going to be um, I think that's going to be an interesting thing there. But there's a few items here where I think you could take advantage of it. And this is a Monday night game, so you can kind of wait to see how your games play out. And if you don't like how anyone else is working out, I think there'll be some comfortable late plugins that you can say, hey, you know what? I, I don't trust if this player, they're questionable. I don't know if they're going to play or I don't know how, the, how they're going to play. You're, if you get some players on the Chargers on your roster, I think that they're um, – I think that that you could be in a really good spot to uh, to to have these guys sit in for you. Uh, namely, of course, Justin Herbert is another quarterback option. I think is interesting, but don't forget with the with the running back situation that the Chargers have, Justin Jackson might be stepping up because Austin Eckler's out. So be on the lookout for 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 him in that situation. I really think he could be stepping up. 
Um, you always should start Keenan Allen, but keep an eye on Mike Williams. He's questionable for the game. If he plays, I think this, this could be a really good a really good place for him to, for, for him to light, light it up. Justin Herbert's probably going to air the ball out a little bit. Look out for what they do there. Now, then back 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 looking across the league, you got to look at some of the, some of these matchups right now. The Ravens they're facing the Bengals. That mean that means I might actually take a look at Mark Ingram. He's let you down some la some of the last few weeks. I'd consider giving him another chance here. Joe Mixon was downgraded to questionable, so do keep an eye on that for your for your place for your Bengals running backs right there. Kenyon Drake does look like he's good good to go um, for the uh, for the Cardinals against the Jets. Honestly, whenever someone's playing the Jets, I tell people to start them because if they don't, I think it's going to co come back and bite them because the Cardinals are or the Jets are good for giving up any any big plays at any point in time. Um, Kenyon Drake's good to go, but I wouldn't hurt to go up and grab Chase Edmonds as a backup running back just in case he goes back down or anything happens there. But I can foresee the Cardinals putting up some decent numbers. Start Christian Kirk. Start Larry Fitzgerald. Start uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Well, you always start DeAndre Hopkins. But start anyone that you have on that roster. I can foresee those guys really lighting it up on the fantasy on the fantasy football side as for the Raiders against the Chiefs I'm benching a lot of the Raiders this week the Chiefs defense is number two in fantasy right now I think that they're going to give Derek Carr fits Darren Waller's going to have a hard time I would bench him if I have another good tight end this week for the Chiefs I'm full go anytime that Patrick Mahomes is on the field until they prove me wrong I am taking that out of the equation there another another sneak I'd throw I'd throw in there Keep starting Daryl Henderson with the Rams. I think that he's I think that he's you know fitting acquitting himself very nicely, and he's going to be a target that that's going to be able to um uh to, to move forward. Now Daryl Henderson didn't get a whole bunch of touches against the Giants, but I can I can definitely see that that stepping up against Washington. Keep an eye on how that rotation goes because that, that Rams backfield has a lot of mist mystery to it. Um. So those are those are our suggestions right now for the Showtime segment to get you ready. We got you your game balls. Don't forget, look out for Stephon Tua, Ben Roethlisberger, Eric Ebron. Those are the top three performances I see for the Steelers. I also really see this being a good opportunity for uh, for for you know at least two Steelers receivers to pop off. It's kind of a lottery about who it will who it will be, um, and maybe even some James Conner picking on those linebackers. I do think James Conner is also a guy that could have a big start, but also watch out for Anthony McFarland. I think they're going to try and use him more and more, and if they do, it's gonna it's gonna be some good news for the Steelers. That's your Showtime segment for the week. Have a, have a happy weekend, everybody. We'll be talking to you here on the DK Steelers podcast post game for Monday morning. Tune in then to get all the reactions to the Steelers game after they play the Eagles. From Chris Carter at DKPittsburghSports.com, signing off.